The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast, sometimes more than daily, just how it happens. It's Thursday, October 14th, maybe Friday, October 15th, depending on when you are listening. This is the Buccaneers-Eagles recap, a uh, game that surprisingly, for many, (laughs) went under, and the Eagles managed to cover as the Buccaneers won 28-22 in the link. Jalen Hurts. Not great. Tom Brady, pretty great. We'll recap it all on this live show, and we'll be giving away a Brinson Sucks t-shirt hat in on the live show to someone in the chat, is my understanding, from Debo. Uh, joining me to break this all down, <laughs> What's Ryan a Wilson hat? What's and a John Breach. What's up, boys? Hey, hey, hey. What'd you ask, Debo? What's a t-shirt hat? <laughs> I half, t-shirt half t-shirt, hat? half hat. <laughs> Did I see a t-shirt hat? I thought so. I, I heard that. Brinson sucks hat. I'm a little drunk, but <laughs> a t-shirt hat. Brinson yeah. is cut off on Thursdays. Yeah, well, um, if you're watching on YouTube.com, you can, Thursday, you can see the Brinson sucks hat as displayed. Right uh, I know what happened last Thursday. I went out to dinner before. I'm holding it over my face so you can see the hat, but not my face. I wish you could give me a picture it. so I can tweet out the picture so we can give this away in chat. By the way, in future court proceedings, breach, they're not going to blur out your face. They're going to put a Brinson sucks hat over your face so you don't know who you are when you're testifying in like a Even mafia better. Uh, Wilson, just out of curiosity, on a scale of one to 10, how mad are you that in the, in the game, <laughs> in the, your first game after we've been hyped up as somebody who was 54 and 23, 54, Lord. 23 and three against the spread, you lost the, best, the first the, game week six. The best on the internet, according to some website. In terms it's, against it's a hundred percent the best on the internet, and it, look, I'll, no I'll, anybody's doing better than that against the spread. Now I'll let me just guys, say, go ahead, go ahead. Brinson is trolling Wilson, even yes. though Brinson is seventeen games behind Wilson, <laughs> seventeen games through five weeks and one game of week six. Breach, I'll let you in on a secret in terms of my my betting strategies. You guys are too young for what's happening, but there's a. There's an episode in what's happening where Dwayne is crushing it as a better. And what it came down to, he just picked the best looking helmets. My <laughs> my strategy isn't far off from that. We get our email from the editor on Tuesday about the, the lines. I make my picks on Tuesday. It takes me about two minutes and I never look back. I made one change all season. So this has been sheer and unadulterated luck. That said, you know, if you fall ass backwards into a, a pile of success, you're like, oh, let's see how far I can take this. So as I told Debo a few moments ago, Nick Sirianni, what are you doing going for two in the end? You've been playing, you've been coaching horribly. Like, there is no Eagles fan that likes Nick Sirianni. And then out of nowhere, he does that to cut the. the, the are you serious? The Carnegie Mellon grad who always advocates for like the like the advanced analytics stuff is mad that Nick Sirianni went for two because it cost you a cover on something you didn't even bet on. No, I'm mad. I understand the math, but I'm he didn't he hasn't done that all season. So it's like he just he's out of out of context for him. And he just sort of woke up and said, hey, let me see what happens here. And to Jalen Hurts' head, Jalen Hurts' credit, he made a fantastic throw. And, and I think Wilson's point, Brinson, is that uh, Sirianni's 
analytic other analytical decisions in this game did not indicate that he was going to make the right, right, correct analytical decision in that situation. That's right. Um, yeah, that's so, a good point. I wonder was the was the was the fourth down punt that was before halftime, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the first half. Do you, do you think there's a chance that Jeff Lurie sent somebody down to let Nick Sirianni that he know that he needs to start listening to the analytical group? I would have hoped he would have that conversation before week six. One would think so. Well, we'll bounce around a, a little bit, but Eagles were down 28 to 14 and then kicked the field goal down 28 to 14. What's the math say there? That was I think in the says, I think says go for it. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, I'm sorry. No, it doesn't. I don't think you're supposed to. I don't know. Well, it was fourth and ten. It wasn't. It wasn't like fourth and three or fourth. It was fourth and ten. So it's a little dice here. There could have easily been a situation where the kick is the kick is like seventy. I mean, I'm just I'm spitballing numbers here, but like the kick is seventy five percent and the conversion is like thirty five percent. At which point you take the three points if you can get them. Except that nasty little twenty five percent hanging out there and you miss the kick and. yeah, that stings. All right, so just to kind of dive back into this game, kind of for the – I mean, look, it felt like – I mean, this is a backdoor cover by the Eagles because it felt like Tampa pretty much dominated the game. Not let, me give you, let me give you one stat before you go on. Time yeah. possession, 39 minutes and 56 seconds to 20 minutes, 4 seconds. That's incredible, Troy Aikman. Um, but, it, yeah, but they Thank did. You. They dominated the game. They They ran the ball at will. 27 first downs for the Bucs to 16 for the Eagles, and it was worse at halftime. Eagles had five first downs at halftime. Uh, the Eagles finished with 213 total yards. I think it was like 55 at half. Bucks had 399. Bucks averaged 5.5 per play. Eagles averaged 4.5, and that went up again in the second half, largely thanks to this <laughs> super bizarre drive that resulted in them getting to 22 where they ran the ball the Bucks went for it on fourth down and then the Eagles ran the ball four times for 50 yards because the Bucks were basically dropping back and saying, we dare you to run it right now and let's see what happens. And it worked out. So, I mean, on the first couple of drives, I thought Tom Brady looked as sharp as, I don't know, a 25 year old, 30 year old Tom Brady, whatever you want to call. I mean, 10 plays, 75 yards, touchdown, nine plays, 75 yards, touchdown. The Eagles answered after the first drive with a seven-play, uh, seven 75-yard drive with 40 yards of penalties of their own after the Bucks' first score, but it was largely aided by multiple lucky third-down conversions. And uh, they had one huge penalty on, on two of the touchdown drives, like 50-plus yards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, penalties. Tampa, this is, this is why gambling on the NFL is hard. Tampa completely dominated this game. And they were up twenty-eight the, to seven. It's seven minutes to go in the third quarter. You're like, oh, yeah, this still is still got a missed field goal somewhere in there, and the Bucks and the, and the Eagles still covered. That's why, that's why gambling on the NFL is hard. That's why you bet the money line. No, but you didn't bet the Eagles. The, the Bucks. What was the money line at the start of the game? Negative three hundred. <laughs> negative? You say negative three hundred? I said, get out of get out of here. <laughs> you sound like Joe. You sound like Joe Buck on the and look, Buck's, Buck does a great job. I love Joe Buck. I think he's a good broadcaster. But like when he talks about gambling on the broadcast, he's like, he's like, now these next two and a half minutes, Troy could be uh, a thing for some people. He's like, he's like just, 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 just don't do it if you can't do it. Don't do Preach it. bragging about making thirty three cents on the money line. <laughs> <laughs> Are you back? Hey, profit, profit, profit. 
is profit. There's no way better than money line. No, this is breach of special. He bets like five dollars on minus three hundred money line. <laughs> hey, put hundred dollars on the money line, it pays out thirty three. You did not yeah. bet hundred dollars on the money There's line. No way. Oh, you risked a hundred dollars. <laughs> That's the difference. Well, if you if you risk, if you if you want to win a hundred dollars, you have to risk three hundred, and you're sweating that game pretty hard. Oh right, yeah. He just he just said he bet hundred. He didn't bet three hundred. That's hey, a the money line pays out. That's all I'm saying. Then I wouldn't have bet. I wouldn't have bet hundred dollars again. Breach stinking and ducking him his, his way to a million dollars. Minus EVing his way to a billion dollars. I tried to hop in there at halftime because I had a, a, not a good feeling, but just, you know, an optimistic feeling as I typically do to bet the Eagles money line. But my uh, local, as Brinson calls it, just absolutely sucks and didn't even have it listed. I mean, yeah, yeah, the guy was passed out drunk because he knew the game was over. <laughs> he's, that he's made got, so much on the Bucks money line. He's got Debo um, on the phone. Hey, can I bet the Eagles down a hundred dollars on plus two thousand? <laughs> uh, Debo, what um, what were your? Th- I mean, just sort of early game thoughts because I, I mean, I think it's a, it's a misleading score, right? <laughs> I mean, the Eagles got their ass kicked in this game. Somehow stayed in it. They, they got their ass kicked last week for part of the game and, and still came out a winner in that one. They had a chance in, in this one. If not for, we can get to it as well. I don't, the taunting penalty, probably fair the way that they've called it this year, but maybe Jalen Hurts gets a final drive and, and some miracle happens there. So I appreciate that they don't quit. I knew that they want to quit. I think that's the one kind of like saving grace with Nick Sirianni's team. He can't play call. I don't, I don't like the coach. <laughs> but I still, you know, the schedule opens up. I still think they win seven, eight games, um, even though they're they're not looking good through three quarters most of the time. Jalen Hurts has been bad through three quarters the past two weeks and has had pretty, pretty good fourth quarters the past two weeks. And that's even the case going back to the Chiefs game. He could play pretty poorly, but put together a really solid fourth quarter, which which shows me something out of a quarterback. The Eagles second quarter is outrageously terrible poor their first their first 30 minutes was some, some well they so they had one drive in the first half that was look i mean it looked like this game is going to 80 points way over the total in the second quarter the eagles had how is this possible five drives and they ran a total of 15 plays that is if you don't turn the ball over the stone cold men, and they actually did have a turnover somehow. How many? They, uh, it, that yeah, the pick, that awful pick on first down, which was <clears throat> four three and outs. I'm gonna put four, that an interception. Thirty eight yards on five drives in the second quarter. Well, you that don't run the ball. Your quarterback isn't very good. That's that's what happens. I mean, to, sorry, Devo. To Devo's point, like he doesn't like. He's in the Jalen hurt. I. I remain frustrated with Jalen Hurts. Like, I do not like him right now as a quarterback. He may end up being great, but I get frustrated watching him because he holds the ball too long. He runs around. He takes unnecessary hits, and then he he misses wide-open guys. And you just can't – you can do that at Alabama and get away with it. You can do it at Oklahoma and get away with it. But the guy was 12 for 26 for 115 yards. And he still almost managed 30 fantasy points, which is – he's a top two fantasy two quarterback every week. Thanks to two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I'm just saying that he is – like he's going to finish the Eagles' schedule gets a lot easier going forward too. He might finish as a top five fantasy quarterback, and he's just maybe is there not a, that great. Is there a, a player, probably a quarterback, who is just balls out fantasy wise, but ends up losing his job after a year or two just because he's not a good player? Like, is there is there a player like that? Yeah, who, Jalen Hurts. 
Other than that, though. <laughs> I mean, like somebody before. Um, I'm trying to think, like who who puts up points and then, but just wasn't a good football player, good enough to keep it. I'm not saying Jalen may end up being great. I'm just saying Trub- right now. Trubisky made tr- well. He didn't yeah. lose his job after year two, but Trubisky might qualify. He had some was spike he? weeks, but he was never. Hertz is legitimately Alex Smith. Maybe, but he he played for 20 years. So I was thinking, like his last year before Mahomes took over. He, he he was my quarterback. I remember him putting up huge numbers. Oh, okay, but he'd been there for like five years in case he Kaepernick with like a fantasy year or two where Hurts Hurts is the only quarterback in fantasy leagues who has been top 10 every single week this season. And he's almost certainly going to be top 10 again this week. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with anything Ryan said about his performance tonight. I just think it's a bigger issue with the guy on the sidelines. I just, I, in a lot of cases going back to last year and the previous quarterback, I just want my quarterbacks to have a chance. Uh, I'm all about them having this like proper evaluation period. If he sucks, then he, he sucks, but I want to give him a little bit of time and a chance to actually show something. And I don't think Nick Sirianni is giving that right now based on his completely ignoring Miles Sanders. I'm, I'm, I'm just, like I said, I like giving a grace period to a coach, but Nick Sirian has never play, called plays. It shows. Doesn't mm-hmm. give the ball to the running back until the fourth quarter when they're backing off. Uh, ten times tonight, I thought about having Doug Peterson back. That's where I'm at. Oh, boy. Dark ten space. Times um, he he also, uh, you get major Matt Nagy vibes from Nick Sirianni, too, where he didn't use, I mean, look, the Bucks. I, I don't know why I keep falling. For, I mean, I guess he covered, so whatever, but like <laughs> the Bucks' defensive line is really good. You can negate their ability to get after your quarterback by using RPOs and read option. Like, well, they they did try that on the first few drives uh, and they shut it down. I feel like they didn't really. Like, Brinson, I agreed with like a lot of your tweets tonight. About that one, okay. I don't know, no, with that one, uh, and and I don't say that often when we when it comes <laughs> to the Eagles. When it comes to the Eagles, I feel uh, like we're differing a lot but i agree with everything they're just not putting him in a good spot use Devonte smith get him involved in the game he is a baller he makes plays get him involved why does it take all this time what, that, that I mean, even in, my mind even if we're not just like they don't need to be vertical shots to Devonte smith oh Devontae smith is one of the best like rook, young route runners in the nfl he's a buck 70 but he'll he'll catch anything it doesn't anything. have to be all deep shots he got four targets tonight that's crazy zach Ertz had six targets how I cannot. Zach Ertz had six targets, four catches, twenty nine yards. He is a crusty old, like toaster strudel. That dude is baked, man. It's over. You have, I mean, they kept trying to feed Jalen Rager three targets, no catches. Rager looks awful. Well, he had he had either one or two of the PIs. He had two of the, the PIs, other. but I mean, he he doesn't look. And that was ninety five yards in PIs. And the yeah. only reason this game was close is because Philadelphia scored. Their only two scoring drives uh, before the crazy thing in the fourth quarter came on the 45-yard PI in the first half and then the 50-yard PI in the second half, and all of a sudden, it's 28-14. And this is after Richard Sherman went out with a hamstring injury, so they're down to cornerback number 43. E. Delaney. Just yeah. that guy. Like, what are, what are we doing? <laughs> I will. I'll just put this out there. Hurts his pick. Poor throw. Quez Watkins, just awful attempt at the ball. Completely whiff, mistimed his jump, like bad throw. Can call it an arm punt, but you got to get help <laughs> from your receivers. 
Yeah, I mean, he threw so far inside. He just had there was one where Devontae Smith is just swatting at the ball to knock it down because he threw. And that so came inside. right after yeah. the very, very questionable long review of the Brady interception. That that, that was, was a pick, right? That was BS. That was a pick. What are they? What do we? Why are we? A couple things. Debo mentioned the the taunting call on Gerard Avery, which was BS. Can we stop with the taunting? I don't understand why we're worried about taunting. No one cares. It's not like I say it all the time. You're not working at a bank. You're not dunking on someone for signing the check wrong. You also, tackles. as I as I put out on Twitter, you're worried about the players talking on the field and taunting. If if you got a problem with it, then release Bruce Allen's emails. You know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because here's what I think you do if you're D. Smith. Um, there's probably more important things at the t- t- top of the to do list, but this is one of the things that came to mind while I was watching all this nonsense on, on Thursday night. Uh, you have sort of a, a quid pro quo where say, listen. These are the rules we want. We want them enforced. Keep the friggin' emails. We don't care. Taunting's off the board. Terrible official. If the officials mess up, they have to line up in the end zone. You can fire footballs at them until they get it right. You have all sorts of rules where right. people can get can vote on it, all sorts of things where we can clean up the game. If it takes more breaches, uh, breaches tweet. If it takes more than two minutes to do a review, the original call stands. We don't have all night to watch you stand and look at a monitor. Again. You don't know what you're doing. Enough. Well, that, that was the thing here. If anybody go, if you didn't see it, uh, you go back and watch this interception. Brady's pass got deflected, and the ball was so close to the ground you couldn't tell. But it was ruled interception on the field, and this was like ten minutes. It was like a ten minute review. I mean, this took because they went to commercial. No yeah. And there was some weird thing where they kept talking about the expedited review, or like, well, they went to commercial. They came yeah. back from commercial, and the review kept going, and it just. Uh, it, it would not end. It might, it really might've been 10 minutes. It, it was seven minutes at least. And so like it an just, kept, and it's like, if it's going on forever, that means you don't know what it is. And you stick with the call in the field. There's no debate here. Yep. And uh, you know what? That was that it was 14 to seven at that point. And if that interception counts, if it doesn't get overturned, the Eagles have the ball at midfield. So the only time they could move the ball was, you know, you have a chance to tie the game. So, and by yeah, the way, I, Breach, they, they, you know, one of the things that Joe Buck sort of sardonically mentioned was that, oh, they're probably trying to find the the time and the down and distance. And then two seconds later, the spotter tells Joe Buck the down and the time when this thing play happened. I don't know what you're doing. Stop it. You guys are doing terribly. And, and any- there's no like it's either the clock stopped because either it's interception or an incomplete pass. So it's not like there's a lot of clock to and figure out. By the out. way, just have someone in the NFL offices with a friggin' TiVo, rewind it and see where the play started and just tell the guy that. We haven't even talked about the Quez Watkins. He had two feet in. They had to throw a challenge back. No, oh, there's dirt flying up every which way. It's like very obvious. What no expedition of that of that call. What, he had to throw it. What are we doing? Hey, but meanwhile, this guy's just swooping in. He's like, oh, did somebody say the MFR to Leonard Fournette? We can't have that on the field. It, by it the is, way, those, it's horrendous, man. Let the players place themselves because Leonard Fournette got up and pointed at him and just he, made it a clown yeah, he, point. And I have no issue with this, but like every time AB catches the ball, like I that fall under the taunting role. Like, yeah, go ahead, do it, AB. But like, be like you said, be Jalen. Jalen Hurts hit a. He's running into the end zone for that first touchdown. I don't know who the defender was, but I think it was a Bucks linebacker. He like pats. He like hits him in the belly, and maybe it was friendly. Maybe it wasn't taunting, but it's like there is. It's just like the DPI rules. It's just like everything with this stupid league and these stupid officials and Al Riveron and his margarita and his bathrobe. No consistency. If you want to call taunting, then call taunting. Police it. The thing is, according to the rules, Antonio Brown's not talking to anyone, so he can do all the dance moves he wants. Right, he, can, he can like turn and like like percolate, you know, whatever he wants or twerk or I percolate. Mean, is that a thing, Debo? Percolator? That's a thing. I don't know. Be careful. 
Uh, it's coffee talk. All right, what else? <laughs> so, uh, why don't we take a break? When we come back, we'll discuss the the winning team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as well as uh, what this game means for the long term of uh, both squads. Oh, boy. Be careful indeed, Brinson. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I didn't know there's going to be a... a no, not really. My fault. Um, the uh, <laughs> percolate, percolate means to move around wildly. Sort of, apparently. If you check Slack, it'll, it'll tell you exactly what it means. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, percolate is just a verb, Ryan. I use it for coffee. What else we got? Wait, you use it for coffee? Percolator, dum dum. Oh, that's that's not what percolate means, man. Um, you seem to know. Go for it. Okay. Uh, well, maybe maybe the kids know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look pretty sharp in this game. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, twenty-two carries, eighty-one yards, two touchdowns. Six catches, 46 yards. O.J. Howard was a factor. Six catches, 49 yards, one touchdown. Antonio Brown was a monster. Actually left with an injury, but came back. Nine catches, 93 yards, one touchdown. And Tom Brady, I don't know how the hell he didn't go over his total yards. Um, I had three at 1.5. He got the 297. Yep. I, Dang it. it. It got, by the way, it got all the way up to 305 and a half. It started at 295, so I'll just say, I'll assume I got it at 295. Yep, that's what I would do if I were you. If um, if the Eagles were more competitive, I think I, no. I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, if if the game hadn't been twenty eight seven, if it's twenty eight twenty one, I think the game finishes like thirty five thirty one or thirty five twenty eight or whatever it is. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers put that thing in third gear and slowed it down to try and get out of dodge. There was actually a pretty decent amount of Ronald Jones in this game. And I think that was to ease back Leonard Fournette's wear and tear as they knew that once we saw how they were aggressively using Leonard Fournette in both the pass and run game early on, it should have probably been apparent that the game wasn't going to be over if the Eagles didn't keep pace because 
But I mean, there's just a wealth of riches on this Tampa Bay team. I mean, it's it's dumb. Like they had. I was actually I, thinking about this during the game. Is would you rather have Tampa Bay's playmakers, quarterback included, or Kansas City? That's a good question. And I, I, I just take the whole offense, offensive line. So, so you get you get Antonio Brown, Chris Goblin. Get them all. Mike Evans. Mike Evans, Gronk, Cameron Brait, OJ Howard, like Tyler Johnson, Leonard Fournette. Yep. Uh, I'll take Tampa's. Breach. Probably Tampa. Right? And yeah. if you can only pick two, you're going with Kansas City. You know what's crazy about this game, though? And, and Hold what- on one second, Breach, before you go on. I, okay, so who are the two you're taking from Kansas City? Because I want to counter. Well, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Oh, no, no. I thought you meant Patrick Mahomes. Oh, two players. Okay. I'll still, what about Antonio Brown and Mike Evans? No, I'm still taking Hill and Kelsey. I don't, Antonio Brown is dangerous. Yeah, Antonio ahead, Brown Bruce. looks like peak Antonio Brown. He looks like 2013 Antonio Brown. Go ahead, Bree. Except he slips every which way. He needs longer cleats. No, I was just going to say that this game really felt like, you know, we talked about Tom Brady had such a fantastic first half, and Leonard Fournette really felt like the difference. It, every time he got the ball, it looked like six Eagles would try to tackle him, and then he'd carry them three yards after contact, it was kind of insane. What it really felt like after halftime, maybe this is why it stayed close, was that the Buccaneers, they went into the halftime, Aaron's was like, guys, we're just going to run the ball, run out the clock and go home because we're done here. We're up 21-7. to 7. Their offense looked horrible. Just don't interfere with them. Uh, don't get called for pass interference and we're going home because that that's really what the Buccaneers did in the second half. Maybe that's why, because Brinson, you mentioned this whole time that it felt like a blowout. Like there's no reason this game should have been a six point game. Like anybody who bet the Eagles point spread should be thanking the football gods that they are cashing that ticket because I, I mean, the Buccaneers just kind of put their tail between their legs said, all right, there's no way this team's going to come back. So we're just going to we're yeah, run they, the clock out in the second half. No, they, I mean, they basically came out of half and the Eagles got the ball first. Eagles run three plays for four yards and punt the ball. Mm. Buccaneer. <laughs> <laughs> Debo reliving the misery. Yeah. Oh, mm. That could be um, just any drive, like most of this season, three yeah. plus four yards. Really rough stretch on the second and third quarters here. But well, and real quick, there, Brinson. If after after the Brady interception, right before the, the end of the first half, you, if the Eagles get just a field goal there, you're down twenty-one ten, and you get the ball to start the second half. So they had the like they had the perfect chance to get back in the game. They just Debo. I'm sorry, but they they just blew it. I mean, their drives after their first touchdown, between their first and second touchdowns. Seven yards, five yards, 15 yards, five yards, six yards, four yards. That is, the Buccaneers have no secondary. <laughs> like, just move Jalen Hurts around, pre, like, instead of, it, it, every single play was Jalen Hurts takes three to five step drop somewhere, in, you know, and then. Three to five to, t- to 15. I mean, let's be honest. What's that? Three to five to 15. He was Yeah, whatever it is. But he's like, oh, no. I don't know where to go with this ball. And then he sprints right, and the Buccaneers are – it was just a, like Todd Bowles outcoached Nick Sirianni. Surprise, surprise. But to Breach's point, that first drive for the Bucs, they get the ball at 13-28 in the third quarter. They are up at that point 14-7. Uh, to 7. They go 12 plays, 78 yards, 7 minutes, 41 seconds, punch it in for a touchdown – and it's 28-7, and it, 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 the game, maybe not the spread, but the game is over at that point. Correct. Everybody but Debo thought the game was over. Debo was there wide oh! betting. That's not a dunk. I'm, I'm pretty what, sure. He- um, 
talking about coaching decisions, what did you think about Arians fourth and two up 28 to 14? Probably could have punted it and pinned the Eagles. And then that allowed them to get back in it a little more. And then they score quickly, go for two, kill Ryan's bet. But what about Arians there? I was fine with it. Um, the math, it, according to Ben Ballin, was a, a toss-up. Go for it, win 98% of the time, punt it, win 98% of the time. So it was, uh, it really didn't matter, apparently. But, I, I mean, look, you got Tom Brady. You got, it was two yards, right? Fourth and two? Yep. It was on Philly's 46. I, I, I feel like if Bruce Arians punts it, it it's a lo- this is where the problem with the analytics stuff comes into play. It's like if Bruce Arians punts it, People are like, oh, he's so scared to be like, go for it. But, you know, you go for it. People are like, oh, why don't you just punt, pen, let your defense play? I think I would have punted there because just because if you get stopped, all of a sudden the Eagles have all this momentum and it kind of it, it transpired like that where they go down and get the touchdown. The breach, but it, breach. You have Tom uh, Brady. We just here's why I'm about- punting, Ryan. I'm punting because the Eagles have done zilch the entire game. They're only two touchdowns. Exactly. Again, like we mentioned, we're off two long defensive pass interference. It, your your defense has shut them down the entire game. So you pin them inside the 10 yard line. They're not scoring. I, I will say just to breach his point, the devil's avocado. Yeah. I, I would say to breach his point, the, <laughs> if, if the, if, yeah, right. Benson sucks or Brenton sucks in the chat. So I might take this hat off my hands. <laughs> Any more crap out of my house. Might throw in like a, we'll throw in something. Some book Philip Rivers tall. Go ahead. I will not send that away. Uh, anyway, if you punt, I do think there's a chance that the Eagles do the opposite of what they did when you went for it offensively, where they they're like, oh, let's just run Miles Sanders out of shotgun over and over and see how this works. And they would have run three straight Jalen Hurts pass plays, and it might have been a pick six the other way for the bucket. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like there's a better chance the game ends if you just punt it. Because the, no, the there's Eagles, not. You have Tom Brady and all the weapons we just talked about. I mean, we have to remember the, the Buccaneers don't care about covering. Right. They just care about winning. Right, you just want to get the win. So you knew when you punt, when you go for it with, uh, with what nine eight, minutes, nine minutes to go in the in the in the fourth quarter, that it was that was after Nick Sirianni kicked that kicked the field goal too. And oh, by the way, the field goal, Ryan, you mentioned the fourth down bot. Fourth down bot said it was a toss up with a slight lean towards the field goal being the correct choice. Okay, there you go. It, yeah, I mean, there were no. Fourth and ten is breach noted. Debo, were there any egregious decisions by uh, Sirianni that you would? I mean, uh, like non-play calling, like decision making. No, I think would... it all comes down to play calling. I I said I really liked that two-point uh, conversion late in the game, both the call to go for it and That's the play Doug Peterson call. special. Exactly. Um, probably I would put it up there as the top decision Sirianni has made through six games, which uh, wow might say something, but. Nothing super egregious in this one. I think it's just putting your your offense in a better position. And and I know he's not going to do this because it's kind of like you're throwing in the towel in your first season. But if you give up the play calling to someone else, maybe that saves you a little bit. Because I think this trajectory that we're headed, it it doesn't bode well for his, his long-term future like beyond season one. And I say that even whilst thinking with this schedule softening up and, and the Eagles can rip off a, a string of victories. They got the Jets, the Lions. They still got five against the NFC East. I, I think they could put some wins together, but I just don't see fans coming away from this season happy and satisfied with Nick Sirianni as your coach of the future. So that's that's a huge concern for me. To, just to that point, I, the same thing with Arthur Smith. Like I understand that you were... Hi- I, I think teams make this mistake a lot where they decide to hire... 
this hot young offensive coordinator. Oh, he's going to come in and run his offense for our team. But you're you're being promoted from OC to head coach, which involves I don't know a hundred different jobs that are added to your plate that you have to deal with, and you're also supposed to call plays and on I the sideline be able to do the head coaching responsibilities, but as Aikman brought up on the broadcast, like he has never called plays. It's just, yeah. It's, it's At least Arthur Smith has called plays, right? Nick right. Sirianni is adding all those responsibilities and then also have to call plays for the first time. That's, that's a bad combination to me. I said, you know, they shouldn't let Byron Leftwich leave the stadium tonight. Like that's a guy that I would yeah. love to have. They should have, they should have flew Joe Brady back with them last week. Like those are guys that I would like to have. And oh, you're talking about for OC, not for head coach. No, for, for head coach, yeah, I'm, done. I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. Oh, you're out. Yeah, I saw that tweet about after six weeks. Bring back Doug. Bring back Doug. My goodness, oh, boy. Hashtag bring back Doug. This is getting dark. Are we gonna call him Doug? Yeah, of course. What else will we call him? Yeah, that's, what, that's what we're Eagles fans. That's what Eagles fans. Are we gonna call? bring this debate back? I thought <laughs> with him out of the league this So the Eagles coming up next week in the late window. Hey, quickly, so yeah, before, break, obviously. before you move on, I, I, oh. as Debo was talking, I mean, if Debo's given up on something, that's a wrap, especially after a month oh, yeah. and a half. So let, let's through five Nick, weeks. Syria, no, I had something, but it died. Go ahead. Through five weeks, let's uh, let's rank the the rookie head coaches, and I'll I'll give you the list of who they are: Arthur Smith, Dan Campbell, David Culley, Urban Meyer, Brandon Staley, Robert Sala, Nick Sirianni. <laughs> I think I, I can safely say that our number one choice is Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley's number one. Weak class. I, I thought about this. Debo, would you? I mean this in all seriousness. Would you? Yes. No. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> what was Urban Meyer? Say? No, I thought you were going to say. Dan I was going to say, would you cut off a toe to trade Brandon Staley for Nick Sirianni? Oh. <laughs> okay, not what either of us were thinking. Okay, what were you thinking? <laughs> no, last weekend after the even the win over the Panthers or even the middle of the game, I started making these rookie Q uh, coach rankings. Oh, okay, well, I, had, I had I had Dan Campbell. In like the number two spot. Are you saying? Are you thought I was going to ask? Would you take Dan Campbell over Sirianni? Right. I thought you were going to say Campbell or. or, or no, Cubs. I mean like I mean if I were an Eagles fan, I would probably at least like consider a pinky toe for. Brandon okay, Staley. so Brandon Staley number one, Debo Dan Campbell number two on your list. Who's number you three? Use your pinky toes. Yeah, you do need your pinky toes. Who's number three, Debo? I think there's a is there is it David Cauley? Would you call it three? Probably it's just a solid grouping, but like the the benefits and and what people are complimenting Campbell and Cully for our, you know, their team doesn't show any quit. The Eagles are a little bit more talented, but I, I can say the same thing about them because they didn't quit in the Chiefs game. They didn't quit tonight. They put up a little bit of an effort versus the Cowboys talking about their losses so far. So that is a trait of this team. I think they have, even though the play calling is absolutely not there. But I think there's a grouping of, of Meyer, Salah, Smith, Sirianni. Ooh, I think... Um... So, I mean, the thing with Cully and Campbell, too, you got to remember, they are playing with a, like, the deck is, they have one win between them, right? But their rosters are considerably worse than every other roster. Right. But, like, we're, we're basically, you're basically giving out a participation trophy. Congratulations for making guys hustle and, and try hard. No, no. The I mean, as Breach likes to talk about, they lost two games on 50-yard field goals at the buzzer, including the Ravens. For sure. Um, what about Arthur Smith? He has play calling experience, Debo. Would you rather have him or Nick Sirianni? I, I Smith has been awful. I got a real good glimpse of him in week one where Sirianni outcoached him. So that might shade my opinion. Well, Matt, Matt Ryan, that offense has been a lot better the last three weeks. I will say that. All right. The ultimate question then Nick Sirianni or Urban Meyer. Mm. You hesitated. No, I'm taking Nick. Okay. Yeah, of course. Nick, There it is. He's Nick now. <laughs> so Nick is how many ever many coaches he's next to last. Urban, Urban is last. Right. 
How many are there total? Six? One, two, okay. three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. So Urban's seven. Easily. Is Sirianni six? Robert Sala's there. Arthur Smith is there. Arthur Smith lost uh, to the Eagles, as Debo noted. I would probably go I would probably go Urban seven, Sirianni six, Arthur Smith five. Sala. Uh yeah, I kind of like Sala. I like them, but they're they're not great. They're but their roster sucks too. Correct. He's I, not I, getting the same credit the Lions and Texans are getting. I'd actually go Sala too. If I if I were taking are we talking about the job they're doing or or whether we would want them? You want them to coach the Eagles. Oh, then Sala's too for me. Okay. I would rather have Salah than Cully or or Dan Campbell for sure. I'm cool with that. I mean, it's just it's Staley and then everybody else that are pretty great. Right. Staley, and Staley. then it's Staley, five guys, and then Urban way down the list. Way I think that's right. List. Yeah, I love that Debo made that list last week. <laughs> I, I have it on the the notes app on my yeah. phone. Oh, you should have quote tweeted the girl who asked, "What do men write on their notes?" Yeah, he wrote he wrote it down. <laughs> she said, that? It was like, what do men write in their notes app?" I was like, "I don't. What do I? What do I, don't I know, write?" Right? I'm scared that's, uh, to look. That's right below the uh, Carson Wentz season stat line. Oh, I, oh, I know. I was thinking about this right before the podcast. If you could, uh, if you could turn back, to, if you could turn oh, back time, yikes! Who would you take, Diva? I mean, I, I'm a Carson Wentz. I'm a stubborn person. I don't like admitting when I was wrong. I was wrong because I thought they would bring back Wentz and, and Peterson, and, and thought that they deserved to be back. But a fresh start was was good for Carson. So you would still take Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I, I, Carson Wentz is a better quarterback. And but right we'll, now, yes, but he also puts you in kind of purgatory. I think. Yeah, and getting rid of that contract, and and we can get into the picks like this. Every time the Eagles lose, it it kind of looks better for three picks in the top ten. Ryan, can can we get two linebackers in the top ten? Can we? Oh, can okay, we I can give you two. Why'd you do that? I'll give you two. We need them. We need them. We need two linebackers in the top 10. Well, I've already got, I get yelled at all the time by Eagles fans. We don't take linebackers in the first round. Well, maybe you need them to to Debo's point. As we sit here right now, Debo, actually, before the game, the Eagles had the fifth, the sixth, and the tenth picks. That'll change. I got to update the yeah. Tankathon right now. And it's trade them all away for Deshaun Watson. Sorry, Debo. That's clearly five, six, and eight. Five, six, and eight. There it is. According to tankathon.com. Let me update that real quick. Uh, I mean, it's fair to talk about Watson. It's it's fair to talk about targeting a quarterback in one of those spots. I would like to wait until like week 12, week 13, but I understand why those conversations it, would happen. How also, it's very obvious. Yeah, I understand yeah. how how weak this this quarterback class could turn out to be. I don't like to, I don't enjoy taunting Debo as much about the Eagles as I do like. No, cuz he's sincere and you feel I, like a jerk. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you're Just yeah. wait, Debo. He'll turn give me, on you. Give, give me a like in the chat on the video. <laughs> Begging for likes. I'm sad, sad even please, though we lost. Please throw me a like. He was going for the pity likes. the defending world champs. I'm still feeling down. The old, the old pity likes. <laughs> help me help you. Yeah, pretty much everybody. I mean, just look at, yeah, people All thought right. Tampa Bay was going to roll. You were about to read their schedule, Will. I just, oh, you're right. Yeah, I was looking at the Eagles. Sorry, yeah. The Raiders on. come at a good time, and then, like I said. There are... Oh, oh, that's kind of interesting, actually. So the next six games for the Eagles, who are now... Uh, are they They are one... Two and three, excuse me. No, right? Two? Yeah, two and four. Two and, two four. and four. Two and four. Sorry, NFL Jesus did not update for me for some reason. 
Uh, so they're two and four. Their next six games at the Raiders next weekend, which be very interesting because if the Raiders are so maybe obviously the Gruden stuff happened in, in Las Vegas. If the Raiders come out and keep it close with Denver and play this like crazy emotional, like, hey, we're rallying together, which I, I don't think is the outcome, but it's entirely possible. I got him covering. Oh, I love my <laughs> I love my Broncos best bet now, baby. <laughs> if if that happens, then the Raiders are going to with the Eagles off with 10 days rest, the Raiders are going to be due for a massive emotional let a letdown. So th- that game is very winnable for the Eagles, I think, on the road against Oakland. Oh, now EA Sports, actually. I just saw a headline on local news. EA Sports is going to remove Gruden from the from uh, Madden. Wow. Yeah, Tampa Bay kicked him out of the Ring of Honor or whatever they have <laughs> there. Too. And they're going to put Brinson in. He's going to be Coach Brinson of the Raiders. It'll be like Coach Chuck Lobjack or something. Like Bill Belichick's alter ego on there. It's like... And he's wearing a Brinson sucks hat that you can win Probably. if you... After that Raiders game, they play the Lions on the road on Halloween, which is a game that you expect to win. But if you're decide if you want to tank, you're fine with losing. Chargers at home the following week at the Broncos November 14th, Saints at home November 21st, and Giants on the road November 28th. So where do we think the Eagles, who are two and four? are after that stretch. I see optimistically three and three in there. Pessimistically is like one and five. <laughs> you should have you should have added the that seventh game. Well Google yeah. just shows the first six. So mm. is it Panthers or something? At the Jets. Jets then oh, okay. two straight games at MetLife Stadium. Do you think they'll stay in New York instead of flying back to Philly? I mean, like like I said, I said it after the Cowboys game. I don't think they're a great team, but I think they get to seven or eight wins because of the schedule. Two, three, four, five. It's not crazy. Yeah. That's on yeah. the table, right? I mean, you don't, you just don't know. Like the Raiders, who knows where they're gonna their head's gonna be? Uh, the Lions are the Saints the have lost some stupid games this year and then looked good in some games. I said the same thing last year, and they ended up with four wins. So Saints are very difficult <laughs> to figure out. That's on the table too. But I'm I'm curious to bring it back to the coach for a second. Like, you're not going to have a one and done coach if you win seven or eight, right? No, not if you win seven or eight. Also worth considering is that Doug Peterson was trying to tear the team down from the inside last year when things went sideways. So it wasn't like they were. They I, don't were all the on, I don't know if I put that on old Doug. No, I think by the end he's like, all right, fine. Uh, Let's set this match and see what happens if you're... You think I won't tank week 17, bro? I will. (laughs) Um, For the Buccaneers, home against the Bears next weekend. At the Saints, at Washington. Oh, my goodness gracious. Tampa Bay is about to... They're going undefeated, except they've already lost one. They've already lost one, so that would be impossible. They can go undefeated in October and November and December and January. Sugar puff. Oh, boy. Yeah, their toughest games right remaining. It's, it's are, Bears at home at Saints, Washington at home, Giants at, or Washington on the road, Giants at home at Colts at Falcons for the next six. They have one tough game left. If you excluding divisional games, the Saints I would imagine would be the toughest. It's the the Bills in Week 14. Yeah, and, that's well, that's a hard game, and then maybe they lose Week 18 to the Panthers because they sit everybody. But other than, oh, you sound like me, Brinson. Other than, 
Other than the Saints and the Bills, every team on the schedule appears to have a losing record. I mean, they lost to the Bears last year. I could see them surprisingly losing one of these games that's not, like, don't include the Bills, but if you look at the other games, maybe they lose one of those. Yeah, one. And it also, feels, it feels like there's two losses max on this the rest right. of the schedule. And last year, the losses all came in the first half of the season when Brady wasn't quite comfortable in whatever Arians wanted him to do, I feel like. Well, it was weird because last year they lost to... They lost a lot of games early on. But they lost to the Rams, the the Saints, and the um, the Bears, who all had good defenses. That's why I think that a lot of people felt like the Bucs would struggle in the playoffs because they were going to have to play potentially good defenses, and then their defense just stepped up. Yeah, they were 7-5 and five after Week 12, had to buy a week, and then lose again until a couple weeks ago against the Rams. I am suddenly feeling a lot better about my Tampa Bay, and, and the Panthers and Saints are only... Um, I understand. Well, I guess they're 1.5 games back now because Tampa Bay is five and one Panthers and Saints are three and two. Uh, but I'm feeling, you know, I, I was, I would say the bucks anywhere between minus minus one fifty. to why do you keep showing this hat? that says Brinson sucks. Do you know how distracting that is? I think they're he has talking. it up there because he's picking his nose behind it and he just wants to uh, be able to, to shield possible. the camera. But I feel like the bucks, the, the, the two big bets that I made on the divisions were bills to win the East and bucks to win the South in their respective conferences. And those feel like <laughs> those feel pretty good right now. <laughs> da, 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 na, na. Branson sucks. Da, 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 na, na. Thank you for the comment, Andy. Uh, if you're listening, we're, li- we're reading YouTube comments of people uh, reminding us that Brenton does indeed suck. Do you feel better about the bills one or the Buccaneers one? Both. Uh, bills, feels, bills feels very good. Definitely bills. Yeah. What bills. are you talking about? I said before the season that, Blaine Gabbert could win this division with the Buccaneers. Are you guys worried about the Buccaneers not winning the division? No, no. no I, I said think... out of those two teams, out of those two bets that Brinson made, which one does he feel better about? There's only you can only answer the one Bills. of them. But I mean, the Bills are four and one, <laughs> and the the Pats are in second place at two and three. The Dolphins look awful. The Jets are clearly awful. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I think Tampa Bay's in good shape. Don't be wrong. I love the bet, but it's five and one versus multiple three and twos. All right. I don't think, yeah, yeah. I mean, as Aaron Gates points out, if Tom Brady gets hurt or Josh Allen gets hurt, then, you know, take the L on the bat and or uh, we'll pray. So they could win the division I, with Blaine Gabbert. As I just said, Blaine Gabbert will roll in there and keep the train rolling. Kyle Trask would play first, right? No, he would not. And if Josh Allen got hurt, Trubisky would go in and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Trubisky, tr- actually, I would feel, I feel better about the Bills because Trubisky is an MVP. NVP. In fact, not, no, not a MVP breach. The See? only. MVP in the history of professional sports. That's quite the honor if you think about it. And they, I love that they put that. You know, they put that up on his Pro Football Reference uh, page, right? It's it's a real award. They should have. If I had an MVP, it'd be back there. I'd I'd have it take with me everywhere. Yeah, I would. I would introduce myself. Hi, Will Brinson, MVP. I'd shower. So did you say MVP? Yeah, that's right, buddy. MVP, Nickelodeon. Is it Nickelodeon Valuable Player? That's why you'll never win it. You don't know what it's called. <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense. I mean, most is an adjective. You know, most valuable is an adjective. Describing <laughs> it now. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Even if we're done, if you haven't hit the like button yet, it is right there. The only excuse not to hit the like button is that you are like me, ban- permanently banned from YouTube for some reason, and you can't press it on your desk, on your laptop or desktop. So, press it. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Of course, uh, 
Why do you keep jamming that damn hat in the Ignore him. He's like a kid needs attention. Friday, Friday, we got the Picks Pod with me, RJ, and Prisco. And then we'll be back on... Oh, and there's a Josina Anderson podcast in the feed. We'll be back on Sunday night to recap all of week six. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you folks later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.